Today's episode is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around the house. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. And we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. Drop the chips, make physically fit protein snacks part of your daily gold medal routine. They're high in protein, made from 100% all-natural real chicken meat and organic plant protein. Air-baked, low in net carbs, and tasted insanely delicious. Grab a bag today and enjoy curbing your hunger with a crispy crunch and intelligent real food protein snack. Now you and your family can reach the gold with Physically Fit. Now available in 11 great flavors. Visit physicallyfit.com. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the podcast. We greatly appreciate your support. But right here at the top of the show, before we get started today, I wanted to send a shout out to friend of the show, Jay Fratt, who tweeted me a picture yesterday, and uh, I just wanted to give him a shout out here. He says, I'll just leave this here. And then it's a screenshot that says old mortgage number of months left 317 new mortgage number of months left 240 months off of loan 77 think about that 77 house payments gone years off loan 6.4 total savings two hundred and six thousand nine hundred and six dollars and fifty three cents that's worth repeating Two hundred and six thousand nine hundred and six dollars and fifty three cents. This is what Jay saved at SaveWithConrad.com. He made sure to put in the tweet. Oh, by the way, my monthly payments went up a whopping thirteen dollars. Thank you to Larry, Jennifer, Philip, and the entire team for making this decision super easy to go through. Cannot recommend looking into this info enough. So there you go. SaveWithConrad.com. Save Jay and his family. $206,906. And in order to save that money and cut 77 payments off of his loan, he's paying 13 extra dollars a month. Step one is to go to savewithconrad.com. Step two is to do a quick application, either online or over the phone. And step three is for us to give you three or four different money saving ideas. And once you finish step four and pick the right option for you, you're off to the races. It really is that easy. This is a real life example of someone who listens to this show and then went to savewithconrad.com to take my challenge. Find out how much money you can save for free. It's no cost. It's no obligation and you don't need perfect credit. So why wouldn't you do this? And oh, by the way, we're licensed in more than 40 states so we can help more families than ever before. So even if you've taken a look once upon a time into refinancing, it's worth another look right now. It was worth nearly 207 grand to Jay. Find out how much money you can save right now at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? You won't have to make your payment in July or August. You're done until September 1st. And come September, you've got a better mortgage. Get out of debt now. Keep more of your own money. Go to SaveWithConrad.com. Love talking about my friend Steven Singer. You know the competition really hates him. He makes the experience of buying a diamond better and better, and he makes it fun. Steven is the very first to offer each and every guest the perfect price. That's right. 
Have you ever wondered if you're getting the best price? Are you uncomfortable negotiating? Head to Steven Singer Jewelers and you're guaranteed to get the perfect price. You'll never pay more than the person next to you. Here's a little insider tip. Most jewelers mark their merchandise way up just to mark it down to make you feel like you're getting a deal. The person next to you may be paying less. Do you want an important purchase like diamond jewelry to be based on your negotiating skills? Not the case at Steven Singer. Because at Steven Singer Jewelers, you're guaranteed to get the perfect price all day, every day, 365 days a year. That's why we trust Steven Singer. It makes the experience of buying a diamond so easy. Check out Steven Singer Jewelers at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Well, he won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. He's a real athlete, so give him your respect. He's got intensity, integrity, intelligence, too. Oh, it's true, it's damn true. So if he ever finds you and you're chanting you suck, then he'll douse you in dairy with his big milk truck. And with one angle slam, he'll lay you out on the floor. So listen up, it's time to go. Hey, I'm glad you're joining us, friend or foe, because you're listening to the Kurt Freaking Angle Show. <laughs> we have a very special episode in store for you today. We'll be doing a watch along pertaining to my match against Shane McMahon, 2001 King of the Ring Street Fight. But first, I want to introduce to you my co host, Conrad Thompson. How you doing today, Conrad? Man, I'm in a better mood just hearing you introduce the show and doing that rhyming. I like that we got MC Kurt Angle back here on the ones and twos. That's fun. A little help from Stan. <laughs> <laughs> today, man, this is going to be fun. We're talking about, I don't know, is this your most talked about match of your career? It's got to be top five, right? Oh, it, without a doubt. It might be number one. Yeah. Uh, over my WrestleMania matches, this match is talked about all the time. People are going to remember it forever. It was just one of those legendary matches. And Shane and I were so inexperienced at the time. We didn't know what he got. We, what, he, what we got ourselves into. <laughs> right. Well, we're going to talk about the match in great detail. In fact, we're going to watch it together. So if you haven't already, we hope you join the Peacock network and fire up King of the ring 2001. We're going to give you some time codes and whatnot here in a bit. First, we're going to talk about the news and notes heading into the show uh, you get a great honor for your amateur career. You get inducted into the national wrestling hall of fame around this same time. Uh, the induction happened in Stillwater, Oklahoma on June 2nd, 2001. And it listed you as one of only four wrestlers in history to sort of win the grand slam. So the teenage nationals, the NCAA championship, the world championship and an Olympic gold medal. And Meltzer even would note in his report that you sort of wore two medals, one to signify your 95 world's championship and one for your 96 Olympic win. I didn't know that until I read this. What do you remember about this induction? This is rare air here. Well, that's the induction that you want to be a part of. That's the one you want to join. It's the biggest one for amateur wrestling. It's the national wrestling hall of fame and it's in Stillwater, Oklahoma. It's, it's huge. It's like the WWE hall of fame for pro wrestling. And, uh, it was a huge honor to be in, you know, inducted into it. Do you remember who, uh, is it like WWE where someone inducts you? What do you remember about this ceremony and what made it so special? 
Well, they had a lot of the former wrestlers, John Smith, Leroy Smith, Kenny Monday. They all spoke there and, you know, they were the importance of the Hall of Fame and what it means to amateur wrestling. And it, it was just a big deal. Like they, they really lay it out. It's, 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 it's a huge deal. And they, you know, the, the Hall of Fame induction is a, is a huge night for amateur wrestling. One of the biggest nights of the year. Let's talk about, uh, more, uh, professional wrestling. If we shall China is going to end her relationship with the company, or I guess it's going to be ended for her. I think she received a letter on June 21st saying, Hey, we're not going to continue negotiations. She's only 31 at the time. Meltzer would say, even though they're not continuing negotiations, she's still technically under contract until the end of November, but they don't expect that she'll be back on TV. And this is kind of a hard pill to swallow here in 2001, just a couple of years prior to this. She was one of the hottest talents in the whole company, not just a female talent, but one of the hottest talents. And of course, famously, she, uh, beat Jeff Jarrett on his way out the door and became the first female intercontinental champion, which is a big doggone deal. And now she's out. Uh, do you remember this being shocking news or was the writing sort of on the wall when the whisper started about Stephanie and Hunter? It was shocking, but at the same time, the writing was on the wall. I mean, it was a shame what happened between Triple H and China. She was a trailblazer, and what she was able to accomplish in professional wrestling from a woman's perspective was was incredible. It was just amazing. But it was really sad to see how everything ended up with China. Let's talk about the uh, Ross report. Your brother makes the news. Eric Angle developed a severe arm infection after a surgery. Now they're going to have to redo the surgery for a torn muscle and he'll be out about three months. It feels like, boy, if it wasn't for bad luck at times, Eric would have no luck at all. What do you remember about this? Yeah, he had a lot of bad luck. He, you know, he started out a few months in the training. He tore his uh, tendon off his elbow, the tendon that runs down your arm, the back of your arm. And he had to have surgery for it and he opted to have it and he was going to be out three months and he got an infection from the surgery and had to have another surgery. And the crazy thing is the infection, because they waited so long, the tendon ate away halfway up his arm. So there was only half of the tendon. The doctor had to do a new procedure where they made the tendon half as wide and twice as long. So they cut it down the middle and brought it down so it would be twice as long to connect to his elbow. Of course, his wrestling career was over. Right. And the crazy thing is the hospital and the doctor should have been liable for it. Of course. My brother lost his wrestling career, probably millions of dollars that he would have made, and uh, nothing nothing occurred from it because the hospital and doctor protected their own asses. Wow. Hey, folks. It's your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, here to tell you all about our newest sponsor, Cameo. Do you ever have trouble picking a perfect gift that will genuinely make someone go wow? Cameo lets you surprise loved ones with personalized video shoutouts from their favorite stars and athletes. Go to cameo.com, request a personalized video, and whichever star you choose will send you back a personalized video so you can wow the ones you love. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. So don't just buy a gift, make a cameo. Go to cameo.com. Yeah. I didn't know that story. You would think for sure that's malpractice suit all day, but. Well, what happened? I think I told you this in a different episode. He, he kept going back to the hospital every day and saying, there's something wrong with my arm. I need you to take this cast off and they wouldn't do it. They said it's from the surgery. 
So he, the third day he went to the home Depot and sawed off his cast. Right. And, uh, went straight to the hospital 10 minutes later. And they wrote in the report that he got an infection from sawing off his cast. They did that to protect their own asses. Yeah, that's silly. Let's talk about the build to King of the ring here. Um, raw on May 21st is of course the night after the two out of three falls match at judgment day, which we've covered in the archives, but this is a fun night for you because you decide to, uh, do a bit of a celebration that you've regained your Olympic medals and you recreate your Olympic moment. And Meltzer loved it. He says angle was awesome here as was the setup with the Olympic theme playing a metal stand and tons of confetti falling from the ceiling while angle pranced around and even nearly crying. Of course, then Shane McMahon comes out and Meltzer did not like that part. He says, then Shane did this interview that was only a few steps up on the evolutionary chain from a Jim Helwig promo and angle was so mad. He gave him the slam off the metal stand and that did nothing to turn angle heel. He put the ankle lock on momentarily. Shane did one thing, right? This whole segment. And that is he sold the move. Great. So the concept here is look at this guy, sort of hot dogging for himself. Even edge and Christian wouldn't come join you and you in character think, oh, that's great. You just wanted to make it about me, but it's really, uh, I don't know, arrogant, pompous, whatever sort of bad descriptor you want to make. It's great heel stuff. But when Shane comes out and tries to sort of attack you verbally, then you attack him physically. The idea is, oh, Kurt is definitely a bad guy, but the promo was so bad. Fans were happy. You beat him up, right? <laughs> I didn't know the promo was that bad, <laughs> but if you say so, I guess it was, but I, I think that because Shane came out and interrupted me. And at that point, point in my career, I was getting a lot of respect from the fans for yeah. my technical wrestling. Yeah. Uh, they, I was getting over, not as a baby face, but getting over as, as an individual, whether I was baby or heel, the fans will like you as a baby. They can like you as a heel or, or both. But, you know, I think that, uh, Shane was doing the WCW invasion angle and he was part of WCW. I was WWE representing WWE in that match and, uh, or, you know, that build up that storyline. So I think that that's the reason why they might've turned on. Shane, I didn't know he had a horrible promo. Oh. I probably didn't even listen to it. Well, I'm glad that you did what you did. I think to this day, people still love the visual of the angle slam off of the podium into the confetti. It's quite the visual with all the confetti. And then, you know, the elevated angle slam, this is a cool highlight, real moment. Even if the promo, maybe not so much. Yeah, it was a cool moment, uh, to, to do the Olympic celebration and Shane getting up there and me sneaking up behind him and angle slamming him off the top of that podium was, was a, was a great, um, moment. It was, it, you know, it's embedded in everybody's mind forever as well. So it's one of those. Uh, rare moments that you get in professional wrestling that people remember. Well, we make sure we're on the right track to making you a bad guy. The next week raw is in Calgary on may 28th. And they're doing all this campy spike and Molly love triangle stuff. And then you show up and as they start to kiss, you tell them to stop because the last thing the world needs is offspring of these two, uh, spike slaps you, you beat him up, throw him into some lockers. And it looks like spike actually gets busted open the hard way in this segment. Cause he's got, uh, uh, some scratches. He's looking a little worse for wear when he's out later in the show, but he does get his revenge. He helps Jericho secure a win over you that week on SmackDown and Shane is out to distract you too. And that sort of sets up the match for you and Shane at King of the ring. But what do you remember about this interaction with spike and Molly and what happened to spike here? 
Well, it was typical Kurt Angle fashion, salting the talent and then beating them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor Spike. I, I I cut him open the hard way and uh, I felt really badly about it. He's a really tough kid. I love the kid to death, though. We're going to continue our build talking about the June 11th raw is war undertaker is going to confront Kurt angle here. He thinks you might be Sarah stalker. You're refusing that saying that, uh, well, you sort of insult Sarah on the way. And of course the undertaker hits the last ride. Uh, and of course we know that's going to wind up being diamond Dallas page. And a lot of people think, boy, that was the end of any sort of momentum DDP could have had making him the stalker. What'd you think of that whole someone stalking Sarah creative? Well, at first it was intriguing. You wanted to find out who it was. And, uh, I think the fans were intrigued by it. And once they revealed DDP, they were excited. It was him, but the storyline just fell through the bottom after that. It just, you know, I think that fans were looking at it and saying, you know, undertaker's wife being stalked, who would stalk the undertaker's wife. I think fans were cringing at the idea that yeah. he was doing this. And for some reason, the storyline just bottomed out and, uh, didn't have any gravitation to it. It was just, uh, uh, it was a throwaway. It really was. Yeah. Let's talk about the uh, main event that night from June 11th, because I feel like this is one of those forgotten great steel cage matches. It's the main event you and Chris Benoit. It's probably most remembered for the huge moonsault off the top. Meltzer loved it, said it was excellent, called it four and a quarter stars or perhaps more, but he did say there's tons of memorable and dangerous spots. Benoit did a German suplex while both were standing on the top rope, holding onto the cage. How dangerous was that Kurt? Which spot? <laughs> the German spot? The German spot the standing on the top. German spot is the most dangerous spot we did in that match. It yeah. might not look like it, but that's the toughest one to take. Off the top rope backward. Yeah, uh, there's a great chance you're gonna land on your head. Probably ninety-nine percent of the time you're gonna land on your head. So uh it's one of those taking the chance uh moves that you do that uh you don't know if you're gonna get injured or not. But Chris and I had to prove a point that night. We were upcoming talent. Austin was out there watching the match. We were trying to impress Austin. Mm. I think we went way too far because we actually scared him away. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were trying to show him that we wanted to work with him. And he right. was like, these guys are crazy bastards. I'm not going to work with them. Right. And, uh, you know, he even told me that down later on down the line. And uh, we, we just threw everything in the kitchen sink into that match. Chris and I were crazy that night. And, uh, you know, his flying headbutt off the top, my moonsault, they all could have been finishes. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, we, we went a little bit further. Fortunately, we went a little bit further. Nobody got hurt, but, um, the match turned out to be incredible, but, uh, from a working standpoint of wrestling Austin, it didn't make him, uh, and didn't appeal to him to, uh, want to work with us. Right. So, we had to earn his respect back, uh, eventually another way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the deal. Nobody wants to get hurt and you guys are definitely throwing caution into the wind here with moves like that. And the moonsault in particular Meltzer talked about, he says after angle did his slam finisher, he went to the top of the cage and missed a moonsault. He could have accomplished the same result from the top rope and his knees wouldn't have taken such a pounding, but it was a hell of a deal. But I was furious when Benoit didn't get out because of that big bump and it wasn't even the finish in hindsight. Is this where 
you know, maybe there was a shift in mentality in professional wrestling where once upon a time it was, we build to a big spot like this and that's the finish, but it felt like over time that evolved into you have a big spot like this and we want that to really be a false finish. And then we uh, quote unquote, sneak a quick one. When did that change around this time? Yeah, I believe so. You know, it was one of those things where you, you, you wanted to have a great false finish and you wanted to make it more believable as the finish. So you do a crazy ass spot and you have the guy kick out. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's very difficult. I mean, you're, you're really, you know, you're chancing the match because you want to tell a story and you, you want to build up to the finish and you don't know if the finish is going to be as impressive as the moonsault was. So, you know, you're taking a chance by doing that, but we wanted to throw everything in the kitchen sink in that match. And that was that why that match was planned out the way it was. Let's take a time out to talk about your vehicle, your car, your truck, whatever it may be. There's more makes and models now than ever before. And keeping up with them is impossible. That's why auto parts stores always tell you they have to order the parts. You're just going into a store to let them charge you more for it than they're paying. Why would you do that? You can order what you need right now on your phone or computer and save a ton of money. It's all super easy. Just go to rockauto.com. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like the mortgage or food. You're going to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership. That's not showing much intelligence. For example, a fuel pump assembly for a 2008 Honda Odyssey costs $353.99 at a big chain store. It's only $216.79 at rockauto.com. You see, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're always low. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, motor oil, and brake parts to tail lamps. When it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write angle in their how did you hear about us spot so they know we sent you. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Talk to me about the moonsault and landing on your knees. We've talked about this before. The, the toes, the knees. I mean, it's just rough on all your joints when you're taking a big moonsault like this, right? Oh, without a doubt. I, I actually did a moonsault uh, before my match at Royal Rumble 2003. Uh, I did a moonsault in a match earlier, about six weeks prior, and I had to have knee surgery. I tore a meniscus in my knee, a cartilage, and I had to take, had to get, had to have it taken out. 
And uh, so it is brutal on your knees and it's also brutal on your toes and your, and your, your rib cage. It's, it's a tough move. It, it can hurt your neck too, because you're arching your head up and you're taking the bump and whiplashing your head backwards. So it's, it's a, it's a really tough move to take. It's, it's unbelievable to think about, you know, I just can't help but think about you telling us before you never took a clothesline over the top rope. But hey, if you need me to climb to the top of that cage and just jump backwards, no problem. It's just weird that, you know, but I get it that everybody's got certain, you know, idiosyncrasies or whatever about their their performance, but the idea that, oh, I'm going to take the clothesline over the top, no thanks. Need me to climb up there and just jump off, no problem. I know, and both of them you go backwards. <laughs> For some reason I can't go over the top row backward. I have to turn around and go forward. And uh, with the moonsault, I'm okay with that. I'll, off the 12 foot, uh, cage. <laughs> I got a, a DM from a wrestler who uh, had wrestled you a lot. And I don't, I don't think they want everyone to know that they listen to our pod. So I won't mention their name, but he said, I couldn't believe when Kurt said he wouldn't take a clothesline over the top. Cause I've wrestled him a hundred times and we've done that spot, but I went back and watched and I'll be damned. He never went backwards. He always started. He didn't notice. And he's the other guy in the ring with you. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy, but I, I will not go backward over the top rope. I'm too scared to do it. But Hey, if you put 15 feet in between me, no problem. I got it. That's Let's fine. do it. I'll do that. <laughs> yes. Let's get to the event itself. King of the ring 2001. We're right up upon the 20 year anniversary of this. Does it feel like 20 years to you, Kurt? No, no. It went by very quickly. I, you know, it's a blur. I just can't believe it's been over 20 years. So here it is, uh, Continental Airlines Arena, East Rutherford, New Jersey, 445,000 homes bottled on pay-per-view. We've got a packed arena, over 17,000, nearly 18,000 fans there. And the readers of The Observer gave the show overall a thumbs down, 43% thumbs down, 20% thumbs in the middle, and 36% thumbs up. But there was no debate when it came to the best match. You and Shane won in a runaway uh, let's just sort of set the stage for the show, because I think what's lost here is you didn't just wrestle this match and you didn't wrestle just one other match. You wrestled three freaking times on the same pay-per-view. And as if that isn't enough, the first match is where you are concussed. Is that right? Yeah. I got a concussion halfway through the first match with Christian and I, I got lost in the match on a couple of spots and Christian had to carry me through to the end. And, uh, we, we were able to be successful at finishing the match. And the problem was I had a match coming up like a half hour later and I started going over my match with edge and he was telling me the spots that he wanted to do. And he'd say, are you good with that? And I'd say, okay, yeah, I'm good with that. And he'd say, uh, I would say again, wait a minute, I'm not good with that. You need to repeat it. And he would repeat it. And then I said, okay, I have that. And then a second later, I'd say, I don't have it. Can you repeat it again? He looked at the agent, Johnny Laurinaitis. He goes, what do I do if he forgets out there? And Johnny Laurinaitis says, just pin his ass. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I just think it's funny, uh, you know, a Canadian pro wrestler uh, having to pin an Olympic gold medalist who has a concussion that's not thinking straight. Uh, I don't know how that's possible, <laughs> especially if it turns out being a shoot because I'm not coherent. It's so crazy to think about. I mean, these days, of course, none of this would happen. You know, if, if there were three matches planned, but you get a concussion in the first one, they might let you finish the first one. But as soon as you come back through the curtain, the other two matches are off, right? 
Yeah, things were a lot different back in the early 2000s. That's before the wellness policy, the drug policy. Uh, there were a lot of things that they didn't have established at that point. So, the, you know, you were able to continue on regardless because we didn't have a doctor there. Right. Uh, we didn't get a doctor till like 2003 or four. And we had a trainer there, but he can't test you for concussions. Right. And they knew I had two more matches. So there was nothing they could do until wait till the end of the night to take me to the hospital. It's just crazy to think about because if this match would have happened a handful of years later, we wouldn't have gotten the match that you had with Shane. It would have been somebody else, but things were different here in 2001. So they let you keep going back in those days. Did they just say, you know, sort of a football term at the time? I think, oh, he just got his bell rung. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. He got his bell rung. That's, that's what they were. That's what the trainer said. You know, he, I don't know if he has a concussion, but he got his bell rung. I'm not sure if bell rung means concussion. Yeah. This means that you're a little dazed. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the terminology of it, but uh, I did get my bell rung and I definitely <laughs> had a concussion. <laughs> you know, that's, what's funny is I think in hindsight, we all look back and we say, boy, anytime somebody quote unquote had their bell rung, that means they got a concussion. I mean, that's to break it down, we're talking about a brain bruise. Your head moved very violently. Your brain touched your skull. Now there's a bruise. You're not thinking all the way straight. But we used to sort of just have these sort of fun, almost like peewee football terms for a major traumatic injury that we wouldn't know about for, I don't know, five more years, maybe at this point. Yeah, probably five more years, probably around 2006, 2007, but you're right. It, you know, it, it, it's, you know, he bumped his head or yeah. he, it's, 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 uh, you know, they try to downplay it, but you know, it is what it is. You get your bell rung, you have a concussion. This is an interesting King of the ring because it's the only one without Jerry Lawler and the finals are team wreck. It's Rhino edge, Christian and Kurt. Uh, the first match on the show, of course, they know you're pulling not double, but triple duty. So you wrestle Christian first, you guys go eight minutes and 17 seconds. Meltzer would say Christian countered the slam, but hit the unprettier. And then Shane broke up the pin helping angle. Uh, Angle then got the pin with the angle slam. And the storyline was that Shane was helping angle to advance him, to tire him out before the match, which I guess is a good story. And even though you were concussed, you still got three stars out of this match. According to Dave, anything else stand out about this match besides the uh, concussion, which I think happens, uh, with one of the belly to bellies, right? What caused the concussion? Uh, I, I, we just bumped heads and, and when I threw him, we, I caught him with a belly to belly, we bumped heads. And then when I threw him, I hit the back of the head on the mat mm. on the plywood and I reached up and grabbed my head really quickly. You you'll be able to, if you watch the match versus Christian at King of the ring, 2001, you'll see when I grabbed my head and that's, that's when I got the concussion. It was about halfway through the match. This episode is sponsored by blue chew. Say it with us. Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help men get stronger and longer lasting erections. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets help men achieve harder, stronger erections to combat all forms of ED, erectile dysfunction. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. 
and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. That's exactly right, Kurt. Blue Chew's Sildenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ANGLE at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code ANGLE to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. And then for the first time ever, uh, at least since the King of the Rings of pay-per-view, you have the defending King of the Ring in the finals, and they're trying to push that this could be the first time that anyone has ever won it back to back before it was on pay-per-view and TV Savage and Brett did it, but this would be a big deal. And it's kind of fun that it's with your old pals, you know, Rhino and Christian and edge, you all ride together. Uh, the match with edge though, goes 10 minutes and 21 seconds. And Meltzer would say that edge won, but the tournament had zero impact. He said the buildup was lousy. The finals were put in the middle of the show. Like they were just angles, preliminary test for his real match. And there was no real emphasis put on edge winning the rest of the night. Uh, let's take a time out before we keep talking about the rest of the match. That's probably a pretty good observation that, you know, uh, when this is all over with, nobody's talking about your match with edge. Nobody's talking about edge winning King of the ring. They're talking about you and Shane. Did you realize at the time, it's not like it's your creative, it's not your fault, but did you realize at the time, boy, we're kind of doing a disservice here for edge. Oh, we, we didn't realize it at the time because I didn't know that edge wasn't going to get a King of the ring celebration. He wasn't going to get a Cape and, and a, a crown. Uh, it, it was, it was pretty sad that edge didn't, wasn't able to capitalize on this. I mean, people will remember him as a King of the ring winner, but they're not, not going to remember the event. Yeah. You know, cause we didn't make a big deal out of it. I think the reason is, you know, they were trying to get everything underneath the WCW invasion angle and, and that King of the ring storyline took secondary to the, to the invasion angle. And I think that they used the King of the ring storyline to further the invasion angle because I was representing at the time, WWE Shane was representing WCW. And I think that's, uh, you know, the Shane wanted me to wrestle three matches that night. So Shane was involved in all three matches. Right. So obviously they were using Shane and the WCW invasion angle. Uh, they were using this King of the ring tournament for a storyline for that, for WCW invasion. And as a result, it feels like the King of the ring, which is normally the primary focus of, you know, a show called King of the ring. It's almost just the backdrop for what you've got going on with Shane, right? Oh, without a doubt uh, that, you know, that was the biggest match of the night. It was the most important match against Shane. And that's what Vince was focused on. That's what the WWE was focused on. They just wanted to, they were resetting everything and nothing. Everybody in the company had to be involved in the WCW invasion angle. So you're either on WCW or you're WWE, but they, they stopped all storylines and went strictly WCW invasion at the time. 
Let's, uh, let's talk about that second match with edge. Uh, Meltzer would say ref bump and angle got the ankle lock edge tapped out, but there's no referee to see it. Shane comes back out and speared angle leading to edge scoring the pin after the impaler DDT three stars. So even though you're concussed in both of these, a concussed, uh, Kurt angle with one of his pals, either edge or Christian still gets three stars. That's a pretty damn good wrestler right there. Huh? Hey, I'll take that. <laughs> That's great, man. <laughs> But you know, edge, edge carried me through that match. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, you know, there were a couple of spots I flubbed in that match too, but I, you know, I wasn't coherent. I, I had a concussion and there was really nothing I could do about it, but edge edge was a great worker. He, he carried me through the match. He had a lot of experience. Uh, same with Christian. They're, they're both great professionals. Uh, they, they structure matches just as good, if not better than anybody else. They come up with great concepts and ideas. They're very innovative and, uh, all Canadian wrestlers are like that. And for some reason, Canada produces some of the best wrestlers. Oh, by the way, I don't know that we've talked about this, but since you're talking about Canada producing great wrestlers, you know, your old pal, Ric Flair has taken great issue with the fact that you think Brett should be your dream match. He said on a little pop-up show that we did the other day, his dream match should be with me. And I reminded him. Rick, y'all wrestled. He said, oh no, he wrestled the 55 year old version of me. He still hasn't had his dream match. So he's threatening to do a run in here one day and just set the record straight that Brett's not the best wrestler. It was him. What say you listen, I put Rick flair up at the very top of the best of all time. I will put him up there with Bret Hart, Hulk Hogan. They're all different, but you know, they, they all deserve to be up there. And, you know, Rick was the best heel in the history of the business. Sure. And, and he was the best entertainer. Bret Hart from in-ring work, just strictly in-ring work, was the best, I think, technician. Uh, he's the one guy I always wanted to work with because technique's important to me. But Rick has been a, he's more of a showman. He, he has technique, a lot of technique. He's great at it. But what he's incredible at is entertaining the fans and being funny and entertaining and exciting. And that, that's why Rick uh, is so over is because of how popular he is and how entertaining he is. He knew we were going to be recording today. So he called me right before we got on and he said, Hey, when you talk to Kurt, tell him uh, if he's got anything to say about that Bret Hart stuff, watch the low single. And I <laughs> laughed and I'm like, I don't think he's worried about that. I'm pretty sure he's not worried about that. So yeah, I don't even know if Rick can shoot a low single. <laughs> He's going to hear this. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. You're at least getting a chop next time he sees you for sure. <laughs> Two of them <laughs> Saturday and Sunday morning cartoons were one of the best parts of growing up. And so was eating cereal, but eventually we have to give that up. You realize it's full of sugar and other junk. You probably shouldn't be eating. Besides, if you want to become a wrestling machine an Olympic gold medalist and your hero, it's true. It's true. You got to cut down on carbs and sugar and unhealthy food but you're probably going to think, man, I can't eat anything anymore. If you've been drinking protein shakes and powders, well, here's another way to get your protein before or after your workouts. And right here in the new year, we're all trying to eat a little better, but a healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Thanks to magic spoon. They've got all the amazing flavors you love without all the bad stuff. Check this out. Zero sugar, zero sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein. And of course, only four net grams of carbs in each serving. There's only 140 calories in each serving. 
By the way, it's keto friendly. It's gluten free. It's grain free. It's soy free. It's low carb and GMO free. They've got an awesome variety pack now with cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. I got to tell you this peanut butter stuff tastes exactly like peanut butter cup. You got to check it out. It's a favorite at my house. You're going to love it too. By the way, this tastes exactly like regular cereal that you grew up on as a kid, but it's super nutritious and it's delicious. But now it's a very healthy cereal that really brings joy to your mornings or afternoons. Check it out right now. Go to magicspoon.com forward slash angle to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code angle at checkout to save $5 off your order. By the way, magic spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed by a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember you get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com forward slash angle and use the promo code angle to save $5 off. And we thank magic spoon for sponsoring our podcast and an awesome breakfast. So, uh, fire up the WWE network. It's time, uh, either on your app or on Peacock, wherever you're going, go look for King of the ring. 2001. If you're on Peacock, it's going to be almost impossible to find. So just type in King of the ring and I don't know what season we're on, but they don't do years like they used to on the network. And what we want you to do is go to one hour, 36 minutes and 15 seconds. We're going to give you a minute to get your spot. You get your spot here, but it's one hour, 36 minutes and 15 seconds. And when you find it in a few moments, uh, Kurt will give us a, uh, a countdown. And when he says play, we'll press play. And we're going to watch this match together. And Kurt's going to give you alternate commentary really for the first time ever. It's one of the most memorable matches of Kurt's career. And I can't believe it's been 20 years. And we're going to go to one hour, 36 minutes and 15 seconds. Kurt, have you found your spot on your side? Yes, I'm there. I've got it on my side and I'm ready to go whenever you are. So if you want to do a three, two, one play, we'll go play. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one play. And we see the, uh, the graphic here to get us started. This whole issue started during Kurt Angle's Olympic gold medal ceremony reenactment. I'm an American hero. So we're getting the, uh, the highlights here and maybe Shane's promo will be better, but this is what we just talked about. What a great visual. It felt like a, I mean, I don't know why it seems silly, but when you add confetti, it feels like a bigger deal. Does it not? It does, man. It was, it made it look like a huge deal. And this was pretty incredible. <laughs> well, it's corny at the same time. Oh, it's super corny, but I'm just saying like, can you imagine, like, I got to start adding confetti in my real life, you know, little kid birthdays or whatever we're doing. confetti. Yes. And we see uh, Shane McMahon celebrating here as he's trying to take over and bring some of these WCW folks into the fold here in the WWE. And you're not having it. You're here to defend WWE, which again, in hindsight, this is not very heelish behavior. You know, this is a WWF crowd who came to see WWF wrestlers and he's sort of going in a roundabout way to talk about WCW. Well, of course the fans who were here are going to cheer you getting rid of a WCW guy. Yeah. I, I just, they put me in an awkward position with this whole angle because I, I didn't know where I was supposed to be. I was flipping back and forth and, you know, I was part of WWE, then WCW. Then I turned on WCW, went back to WWE. I became the mole in the WCW invasion and, um, you know, it was supposed to turn me baby face and it didn't, <laughs> I stayed heel probably because nobody trusted me. Right. <laughs> How was uh Shane to work with overall? 
Jane is surprisingly incredible. His timing is impeccable. He's patient in the ring. He acts like a seasoned veteran and he, he barely had any matches up to this point. So it's crazy. It's, it's in his blood. He's a McMahon, but I think he's always trying to prove to himself and his dad and the boys that he can do this just as good, if not better than anybody. And he does every match he's had has stolen the show. A lot of people, um, believe that Shane at times, uh, takes it too far trying to prove himself. Would you, would you agree with that? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I'm surprised he's not in a wheelchair and that's no disrespect to Shane. It's just a, it's a fact, uh, you know, some of the stuff he does is incredibly crazy. Uh, look at this stuff. I mean, this is unbelievable. Um, you know, he, he's willing to put his body on the line just for a match. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, I understand he's, he's an entertainer and that's what he does for a living, but it's, it's outlandish how far he goes. I know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but I want to bring it up because I have talked about this show in this match in particular with Bruce Pritchard. And he's told us over on something to wrestle and something to wrestle.com that, um, there was a bit of a snafu before the show got going with regards to a stunt. Can you tell us about that? I don't recall the stunt. There was, there was maybe the glass and pyro or something like that. Oh, you mean when the, the, the pyro went off and the glass exploded. Yeah. So originally I think the the story is when they're doing like a walkthrough, they know you guys know, or you have this spot planned where you're going to go through one of these panels. Oh, look who the referee is. Mike Kyoto from adfreeshows.com. Anyway, when they do a walkthrough, the pyro burst the sugar glass. Is that right? Yeah. Well, well, they, they put it in the right glass the first time. Holy shit. <laughs> so I, I think the story is they came back and thought, well, we need to reinforce that to make sure it doesn't burst during the pyro and embarrass the match and, and screw it up. And then we know, well, that really makes things difficult for the two guys trying to do it. And there's some pyro there. And they said, in theory, had they not reinforced it or changed that glass out that some of that pyro could have burst the glass just because of the impact, which in hindsight is pretty crazy. Oh no, we don't want to ruin it. So let's just make sure no one can go through it. And boy, we're off to a hot start with the, uh, the spear there and some Germans. Now, did, did, did you find out if they used plexiglass or was it sugar glass that was reinforced? I, I don't believe it was sugar glass at all. I think it was something oh, else. I could be wrong. Sharp as hell too. It was, it, it, it was slicing Shane and I like crazy. It was uh, very, very sharp. And, uh, it felt like plexiglass and it was really hard to get through. I mean, and when you heard the explosion of the glass, it wasn't sugar glass. That was a really loud explosion of the glass shattering. Yeah. There's a spot here in the match where, uh, Shane maybe, uh, gets a little snug, gets a little stiff. Yes. Yes. Shane. <laughs> it's coming up here soon. Um, Shane, um, ends up grabbing my leg and, uh, he ends up giving me a punch in, uh, in the eye and he gave me six stitches and I got pissed. I don't remember because of my concussion, but he told me about a week later that, uh, I was really mad. And I kept saying, look what you did to my face. You son of a bitch. And I didn't beat him up right away. Here's a spot where he gets me. Uh, right here. You're you're already bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
And uh, right here, I think he leaves the ring, I think. Okay. I don't even know what I'm doing right there. <laughs> I was just so pissed. He gets out, and I see the blood, and I'm fuming. And uh, so I, I challenge him for an amateur wrestling uh, competition where I get down on my hands and knees. I tell him to get in the ring. And I don't do anything to Shane until I reverse him and get him on the ground. And I start beating the shit out of him. And I'm telling him, look what you did to my eye, you son of a bitch. And Shane's like, holy shit, he's really pissed. Was this was this part of the plan originally that you guys had discussed? Or are you freestyling here and just said, I'm going to do this? I think this was part of the plan because the next time I do it, Shane outsmarts me and uh, ends up uh, not doing uh, getting down the stance. He ends up kicking me in the gut. So I'd imagine this was already planned. And uh, the reason I remember everything in Shane's match is because we went over it. We were so inexperienced. Look, this is where I beat the shit. Out of him. I'm just going, look what you did to my eye, you son of a bitch. And uh, Shane was like, oh, shit. He was just covering up the whole time. I can't imagine even in, in quote unquote kayfabe in wrestling land thinking that when you're on all fours and a legit amateur, okay, well I'm at the advantage here. This will be fine. No, it's not. Kurt's going to immediately escape and do what he wants. And that's what we're doing without a doubt. <laughs> are you, um, are you cognizant of the blood here and trying to do the old wrestling visual and rub it around your face and get, you know, just spread it around. Honestly, I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I, 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 I don't remember any of this part of the match or any part of this match period. Look right there. I flubbed that. That wasn't the spot. I obviously, uh, covered up on that one, but, um, I knew the match because we went over it for a few weeks, like three days a week for three weeks. Mm. And it was embedded in my mind and my subconscious. So it, my short-term memory was shot, but my long-term memory was okay. Cause I could remember just about everything in this match, but I couldn't remember the matches of edge and Christian. <laughs> you're just spinning around on him this is no i think i went a little too far i think i was just uh, uh i was in olympic gold medal mode <laughs> he tries to choke you and you just slap it away here. i shoot slap him oh that was good <laughs> i said look what you did to my face i'm still pissed off about it i'm gonna tell you a pissed off kurt angle that, that didn't sound like a good idea <laughs> So this is the timing where he outsmartens me. This is a cool spot. Uh, you know, uh, the guy that structured this match for us, cause Shane and I were, were so inexperienced. You know, I was only in the business two years, never had a gimmick match before. And Shane only had one or two of them prior to that, but Al snow did an incredible job of structuring this match. Really? Al put it together. Oh, That's awesome. Yeah. The whole match build up. It just got better and better and bigger and bigger until the finish. I mean, the finish was the biggest move of the night. Everything built up to the finish. April showers bring May flowers. That's how the old saying goes, right? While beautiful flowers and a beautiful lawn have a lot in common, and one without the other just isn't the same. You owe it to yourself, your home, and your family. You deserve to have a luscious, beautiful yard full of healthy green grass. Just like you have to take care of your plants, you have to take care of your yard. It sounds like a lot of work, but it isn't. You can use the same service I do. It's called Sunday. And get Sunday.com slash angle. Sunday is a custom lawn care plan designed for your yard. Just go to their website, get Sunday.com. 
Put in your home address. Their free lawn analysis tool does the rest of the work in seconds. Sunday uses soil and climate data to create a tailored nutrient plan so you get all the stuff your lawn needs and nothing it doesn't. They take out all the guesswork and unwanted chemicals so you can grow a beautiful lawn that's better for people, pets, and the planet. Lawn care used to take up my entire day. I had to research what to buy, measure, go to the store, and hope it wasn't stocked. Buy attachments. You don't have to do any of that ever again. And best of all, my grass looks better than ever, and so will yours. Let Sunday take the guesswork out of growing a greener, more beautiful lawn this spring. Visit GetSunday.com angle to get $20 off your custom lawn plan at checkout. That's $20 off your custom plan at GetSunday.com angle. I love that uh, exchange. So did Blackjack Thompson. He wrote in, did anyone help plan the match? And we just got our answer. It was Al Snow. I love the part of the match where Shane tries to out-wrestle Kurt amateur style. But here's the other question. Was there ever talk of a rematch? I bet on the other side of this, Shane wanted no part of that and neither did Vince. I don't think so. I, I wouldn't have done it either. <laughs> I was done with these gimmick matches. I mean, I, I would do certain matches, but nothing this extreme. This was about as extreme as I ever gotten. Ray LaDuke wants to know how high would you rank this in your personal top 10? Oh, I would say top seven. This match is crucial to my career. This helped make my career. And it's not even a technical wrestling match. But it was such a huge match. And, uh, you know, uh, what we were able to do in this match was amazing. So uh, it's always going to be very uh, high, high up on my, you know, on my list of achievements. Uh, this match was, was incredible. I, I'm so happy to be a part of it. This is crazy. What Shane does here, I know it doesn't look that impressive, but that barricade is not, it doesn't have any, um, spring to it. it for him to get over these announcers and hit me as, as, as shitty as that looked, that is so impressive. I'm surprised he didn't land on the commentators that that shows how, what kind of athlete Shane is. I mean that, you know, to your point, um, oh, here comes the kendo stick. Anyway, where this is the next stage of the match is where we pull out the weapons. Here's the gimmicks. We start small kendo stick, kendo stick stings. This, <laughs> this can hurt, uh, especially on the back. Oh man. He's already broken it with the first one or it looks broken. Yeah, there it is. It's broken now. <laughs> got me right up around the neck too. <laughs> right into the post. You know, I got to think I've never, I mean, I've never been hit with a kendo stick, but I got to think when it breaks. The splinters are what you want to watch out for at that point, right? You don't get punctured. Yeah, you could get messed up pretty good with the splinters. Here, the way this is funny, I remember this. This was the horror movie scene. No, we 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 actually planned this during the day with the camera guy. We had, look, I, I'm gonna jump out of nowhere and attack Shane. Like we thought this was a big deal. <laughs> <It didn't. laughs> like, the monster jumps from behind. Who had, uh, you, you got a real potato here from Shane who had the worst potato you ever caught in wrestling. Do you recall? Wow. Shane's up there without a doubt. Um, you know, uh, 
Chris Jericho, he can uh, he can potato every once in a while, but most guys are really good at pulling punches. Uh, even Jericho wasn't that bad. He just every once in a while got you laid into you. But um, I'd say Shane is uh, the stiffest puncher. <laughs> I don't know if he knows how to pull punches, but some of the punches that he does, he does some jabs and they look pretty weak uh, because he's not following through. He's just jabbing and pulling back. But, um, you know, he had a pretty good punch. It just, it was going to be a little stiff. I, uh, I think there's a famous story from Memphis where somebody leaned down to the other guy and said, Hey man, I want you to rear back and punch me in the face as hard as you can. And, and the other guy said, why is that? And the first guy said, because your working punch is fucking killing me. So <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> We got a, a question from uh, Umar here, and I think you've already answered it, but the whole, the finish with the, uh, wood, the angle slam off the wooden board, the piece of plywood, that, that too was Al Snow's idea. Well, he had it included in the match, but Shane and I wanted to put the cherry on top of the ice cream. We, uh, decided that, um, oh, this is the amateur wrestling bridges. <laughs> this was, this was a good <laughs> idea. Al Snow was like, you're an amateur wrestler, do your bridges, show your neck strength. So we did that just uh, for entertainment purposes because it didn't really help me at all. But what what was the question you asked me, uh, Conrad? The, the, the angle slam off the top with that board was that oh, something so, Al Snow created or, or came up with? Well, Shane and I were going to use the board to whack each other with, and uh, I think the board's in there already. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> we uh, we decided that instead of doing the angle slam from the ropes, which was uh, it was a little difficult to do. You know, yeah. I had to balance on the ropes. Shane had to get both of his feet on the corner part. Uh, it was just really small and Shane has some big ass feet. He has like size 17 shoes. So, uh, we decided to use the platform to put up on top of the rope and it actually made us a little bit higher, probably another half a foot higher, uh, for some reason, just laying the board above it, uh, get you up a little bit higher. It looked more impressive too. Of all the, uh, the weapons that have been thrown in the ring is the garbage can itself. The most forgiving. Yes. Yes. I think the garbage can is the most forgiving. It doesn't hurt at all. Uh, but, but you know, Shane was hitting me over the head with it, uh, <laughs> pretty brutally. So I, I don't know if he caused my concussion to get worse, but you'll see here. He, he ends up, uh, using the trash can. I mean, pretty brutal too. This was a good little trade-off here. Shane getting the ankle lock yeah, and you kicking him. Yeah, in that head. was a stiff kick to the face. That was great. <laughs> That's a receipt for Shane. giving me stitches. Uh, Fernando Diaz wants to know how tough is Shane McMahon? One of the toughest guys I know, uh, what he does in that ring, uh, how he has to prove himself every time. I I'm just surprised that he's not as more banged up today. Uh, than he should be because I know how my body feels and what I put my body through, what he did was much worse. Uh, as you're setting up a sharpshooter here, Josh Todd wants to know, did you feel like Shane wanted to take this much of a beating in his matches to prove a point to the boys, the fans, his dad or himself? I think everybody, yeah. I think he wanted to prove that he, he belongs in that ring, that he belongs in main events. Uh, you know, it's definitely in his blood. He's a McMahon and, uh, he's proven that, but you know, his wrestling skills are impeccable for what little experience he's had. 
Ryan wants to know is Shane McMahon, the craziest SOB you ever wrestled. Yes. He's definitely the craziest. He'll do anything and everything. That's how crazy he is. He'll even do shit that no one's ever done before. Here comes the kendo stick. This was a great spot <laughs> using a kendo stick to get out of a submission move. Why adfreeshows.com? It's simple. It's early and ad-free. Why wait for your favorite shows to drop when you can listen as soon as they stop recording? There's no need to wait. You can access it all before anyone else can. Plus, no ads. No one telling you what to bundle or how to keep that man part standing tall. None of that. It's just straight content from all your favorite hosts, including Jeff Jarrett, Eric Bischoff, Kurt Angle, and the rest of the team. That's not all. You also get immediate access to watching their reactions live on video as well. So don't put it off any longer. Do it now. You won't be disappointed. Start enjoying all the podcasts you love early and ad-free at adfreeshows.com. So I guess we got to talk about before we get there, the, uh, the panes of glass is that's not something you guys would have done a walkthrough. You just would have discussed ahead of time. Hey, here's how you take the move and here's about where I'll stand that sort of thing. Or did you actually do a practice run with that? They told us not to touch it. Yeah. We were told not to touch it, leave it alone. It, it'll, it'll explode. It'll shatter right when you hit it. And, uh, it didn't, I mean, uh, Shane, Shane ended up landing on his head on the concrete and I'm surprised he didn't get a concussion. It was ridiculous. This is a great spot. I didn't know what the hell he wanted to do here. He, he's, he's, I guess he wants me to feed out, but I, I didn't catch on until the last second. <laughs> yeah. When he didn't chase you, you're like, well, shit, I guess I'm supposed to stagger over. I, I'm supposed to feed. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. I almost didn't kick out too. I think I might've been out of it here. So far, you know, we've talked about your concussion. We've talked about the potato. We've talked about him breaking the kendo stick over your back, but the worst injury is yet to come. And, and you suffered a broken tailbone on the floor here in a few minutes, right? Yeah. I cracked my tailbone. It was, uh, extremely painful. Uh, never felt pain like that in my life. It ran down my legs. I couldn't, I could barely stand up and I knew I had to finish the match and I wasn't sure how I was going to do it. I was clueless to how I was going to finish the match because it hurts so bad. Uh, shade wants to know on a scale of one to 10, how painful was the injury sustained to your tailbone? Is it a 10? Oh, without a doubt, 10 or 11. It was that painful. I, uh, never had pain like that, especially the, the way it ran down my legs. It just grabbed the hold of my nerves that ran down my legs and it was just thumping the whole time. Uh, I couldn't bend over. I had to stay standing up straight. Uh, you know, my positioning was all messed up. I, I, I couldn't really do much. And, uh, you know, I, I was supposed to carry Shane back to the ring after the glass spot and I couldn't, thank God I grabbed a cart to carry him back. You'll see coming up here in a few minutes. This is a crazy ass spot right on the trash can. Luke from Eastern Iowa says, I know you're a tough MFer and you want a gold medal with a broken freaking neck, but when Shane gives you the suplex on the entrance way and you break your tailbone is adrenaline, the only thing that keeps you going. 
I find it hard to believe even walking with a broken tailbone and here you are wrestling a hardcore match. Well, yeah, it's, 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 it's extremely painful. The only thing that's making you go is adrenaline and you know, don't forget, like when you get an injury and you break a bone, um, it's going to be painful, but when you're still warmed up and loose and you're be able to, you're competing or performing, um, it's a little easier to continue on yeah. once you stop being active. That's when the pain really kicks in. So as much pain as I was in during this match, the pain became much, much worse after I stopped moving after it was over. This is the next stage of the match. We did the gimmicks. Now we're going out for the crazy ass spots outside the ring. The, the match, like I said, Al Snow did an incredible job at structuring this. Everything was uh, a little bigger the next stage of the match. Everything just got bigger and bigger, and it grew all the way up to the finish. That's how you structure a match, and he did an incredible job at that. When you were sort of working through this match three times a week for three weeks, as you said, you're doing this at TV before the doors open or on house shows or on an off day? On an off day. On off days. <laughs> we probably went. Uh, three days a week for three weeks. So nine days, uh, the only days that I had off, I would take off maybe one house show so I could train with Shane up in Stanford, Connecticut. So, uh, you know, the days off that I had, I would go up and, uh, meet Shane. Oh, look at there watch at the warehouse. That's it right there. Huh? Is it? Oh, and you could tell my face. Yeah. This was, I couldn't even, I couldn't even sell it. I was just like, oh God, this hurts. Uh, you can see my face. It's not even a good sell. You know, when you sell, you're, you're, you're showing pain. I'm just squinting my eyes and trying to make myself as comfortable as I can get. <laughs> Did you ever take a suplex to the floor again after this? No, this wasn't even planned. I called an audible for some crazy ass reason in the middle of the match. And I wanted Shane to take over. And I told him to block this move and give me a suplex. And he did. I wasn't even supposed to do it. I was supposed to go straight to the glass. And I did. I couldn't even punch right here. (laughs) I couldn't bend over or anything. And I knew I had to get him through the glass. And I had to pop my hips really hard to get him through. And, uh, of course, I I break my tailbone right before I do the spot. This was (laughs) – that was a stiff bump uh, up on the – stage handle man it's so crazy to think about oh you tripped over a cable cord there this just goes from bad to worse i feel bad for you just watching this knowing you're hurting that bad oh yeah look i i took the fall all the way down the ground because it was too painful to hold myself up i was like oh shit i'll just take a fall i'm gonna track it here set oh With a suplex upside down, and then I think Shane's head just bounced right off the, the concrete. So is Shane out of it right now? Did his head hit the concrete? You know what? Surprisingly, he I said, Shane, let's move on. He said, No, throw me through this damn glass. I was like, Shane, we you're not going through. Let's just move on to the next spot. He said, No, throw my ass through. Do it again. He's a crazy son of a bitch. When I heard that glass pop, I knew it wasn't sugar glass. It just had a sound to it that 
sound like thicker, more, you know, substance glass. It just, uh, and, and my, my body was bleeding. I knew, uh, this wasn't uh, sugar glass. This was definitely plexiglass. I want to mention to everyone listening. If you're not familiar with the term sugar glass, it's all, it's also referred to as movie glass. So, you know, if you have a stunt man on a movie set, something like that, you may have seen, or remember some of the silly angles with like Jim Ross and Taz and, and Jerry Lawler, where there was a candy jar that was sugar glass Come on. track it. Oh, no. It looks like you're talking right there. The three of you, are you calling an audible as to what the fuck do we do now? Cause the camera backed up, giving you guys some space. I'm checking on Shane here and I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Throw me through the glass. I said, it's not working, Shane. We got to move on. He said, you got to throw my ass through. So I was like, okay, let's try it again. I said one more time. And, uh, so I tried here and it doesn't work. And I said, that's it, Shane, we're done. And he said, no, throw me through one more time. And I said, well, you're going head first. <laughs> and that was probably the worst thing I could have done to Shane because it, it, it cut him up badly. It cut me up too. My arm followed through and the glass fell on my arm and I, I got a lot of cuts from it. You'll see on my right arm. It was crazy. This whole night was just ridiculous. And uh, these spots right here. Uh, will never happen again, ever, period. And you know, what's crazy too is when you threw him through that way, and I know you're not really close to the fans, but glass is going towards the fans at that point. Yeah. I mean, there were fans probably 10, 15 feet away. So, you know, that they, they, we could have taken a chance with that as well. Oh man. Right, this is where I have to carry him. <laughs> oh, like, and you fell on your tailbone. Oh. I know it's a little thing in, in, in the scheme of things when we're talking about a movie set at this point with broken glass everywhere, but the idea that your tailbone's broken and you just fell on it again, you just can't win for losing. Look at your back. My goodness. You know what I was thinking right here? What? Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so I grabbed this cart, uh, for some reason I knew I couldn't carry Shane and I couldn't drag him. So. And the glass was everywhere and I didn't want him to get cut up. So I brought the cart over to cart him back to the ring. So this is all on uh, just off the cuff freestyle. Yes. Yes. This part. Anyway, look at the glass all over him. Yeah, This is crazy. This poor kid had glass. He probably was picking glass out of his body for two weeks. Pardon the interruption. I hope you're enjoying the Kurt Angle show. Did you know that there's an official store for the podcast? It's called boxagimmicks.com. It's where you can find shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, and more, all related to the Kurt Angle Show. It is one of the best ways to support the podcast. So check out boxagimmicks.com and thank you for listening to the Kurt Angle Show. It's worth mentioning too, uh, wrestling boots have no traction. It's not like you're wearing a sneaker and you're, you're not wearing wrestling shoes. You're wearing wrestling boots. So it's a little slippery right here on the concrete. Is it not get dangerous? You could, you could tweak your knee. It's, it's really easy, especially glass on the floor. The floor gets wet or bloody. Yeah. You know, you're going to risk, uh, you know, slipping and messing your knees up, but this got this saved my ass <laughs> getting this cart and sh carting Shane back to the ring. I was able to go, go to the finish here, which is going to happen in the next few minutes.
Oh my gosh. I mean, it looks like weekend at Bernie's right now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm grabbing Bernie, putting him in the ring. (laughs) Need to stand him up now. And unbelievably that's not it. Yeah. This could have been the finish. Fans would have popped too. I mean, it, it was good enough, but you know, Shane is crazy bastard. Uh, Meltzer wrote, this was total insanity and not in a good way. You had broken glass everywhere. The crowd was going crazy and you had angle who's being counted on so highly in plans being put in a situation where he could have been seriously injured because you just can't predict how glass will break as it was. He was just scraped up. His back was all bloody and there was broken glass all over the floor and they were reduced to putting the best worker the company had for the summer, putting himself at far too much risk necessary just to do combat zone wrestling spots and in New Jersey, no less, you know, deathmatch wrestling existed here and it was getting a, a pretty bad reputation, uh, from, you know, wrestling, uh, loyalists and, and traditionalists. And now you guys are sort of doing it here with all the gimmicks and freaking glass. I mean, this is a deathmatch, right? Yeah, it, it was, it was really dangerous match, but you know what, in my defense, you're going to have gimmick matches. There's no way that you're going to dodge them entirely in your career. Yeah. I've only had a couple and I was very fortunate not to, and this one might've been one of the most dangerous matches, but you know, you, you, you're going to be put in a situation like this eventually, and there's nothing you can do about it. And pro wrestling in general is dangerous. So anything you do is going to be extremely dangerous. Of course, messing with glass here wasn't the smartest thing in the world, but you know, we, we wanted to make this match different and it was different. I'm curious when you come back through the curtain, what's Vince's reaction. Do you remember? He looked at us like a father would be scolding his kid. He put it, tilted his glasses down, looked above his glasses, uh, with his eyebrows and looked at us like you guys know you messed up. And we were like, yeah, yeah, we know. He's like, come here. And he gave us a hug and he said, you guys did an incredible job. He said, but don't ever do that spot again. I said, don't worry. We won't. From there. Do you go to the hospital, the trainer's room, the hotel? What's the rest of your night look like? I went straight to the hospital. I had to get an MRI on my brain and an X-ray on my tailbone. And, uh, you know, this, this match put me out for a while. I, I know I was, uh, not active in a wrestling ring for a few weeks. And I think that's when Austin and I started doing those, uh, funny gimmick, yep. uh, you know, pre-tapes and, uh, that, that also helped build my career. Had you practiced this plywood spot before? Were you confident it would hold your weight? Yeah, we, we got up on it. We didn't do the move. <laughs> we saved it for the match, but yeah, it was pretty easy. I, we just had to make sure that, you know, Shane could get his foot on one foot on, one foot on the uh, rope and that both of my feet were on the platform, but this was an impressive finish. This is as big as it gets. And look at the crowd. Let, let's, I mean, let's track uh, it. Yeah. The crowd is going crazy. Probably Shane McMahon is on his back. That's how they landed. Angle crawling his bloody body on top of Shane. Two, three. And it's over. Mercifully. My God, it's finally over. Here is your winner. Man, something about Jim Ross and Howard Finkel, is it not? Oh yeah, they are the best. Those guys can commentate, announce. It's uh they just make it so much more intriguing. 
By the way, Meltzer gave it four stars and he would write Shane got a huge ovation after the match from the crowd. You know, listen, we, we all know Shane is a daredevil and he certainly earned the fans respect and he had some decent segments before this. Uh, and I know we don't normally talk about this with guys who aren't necessarily full-time wrestlers, but Shane was a made man in the minds of the fans after this night. Was he not? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. This match would make anybody and, uh, what he was able to endure and what he went through, uh, made him a legend right away. It, it was one of those matches that, you know, you, you're going to be remembered forever because of that match. And Shane's had a bunch of matches now that memorable, but I think this one was the most special one for him. Let's, uh, I'm going to track the replays. the inside back out and i'll tell you and then this was off the page look at this i've never seen anything quite like this ever i told you it's the fourth guy ingenious kurt angle laying that board out in the platform from which he delivers the angle slam to shane mcmahon and that was shane mcmahon away so out of all the replays they showed the one that did the most damage to you wasn't even all that spectacular, but that, <laughs> but that's it for you and suplexes on the floor, huh? No more block suplexes. <laughs> I'm not taking any suplexes on the concrete. That was the dumbest thing I could have done. You know, usually when you take that suplex on the concrete, you land your feet first before you're back. Right. I wasn't that smart back then. Nobody clued me in on that secret. So I didn't know. And I wish I would have known. <laughs> Meltzer would write of this. The only match that really delivered on this show was Shane McMahon versus Kurt angle, which was the show stealer. The negative is that match was very dangerous in structure and ended up being more dangerous when some of the stunts didn't work properly. By the time it was over ankle angle had suffered a sprained tailbone at first feared to be broken a concussion and needed five stitches above his right eye from a punch that landed plus had a body filled with cuts and bruises, largely from going through glass as well as a potato shot by edge as well. The last official word was it appeared angle would only miss two house shows in Louisville and Spokane. And they're expecting him for TV the next week. Unofficially as of press time, both angle and Austin were expected to be very limited and what they can do physically for a few weeks. So it's a great match. It's a spectacle. People are still talking about it, but sort of at what cost the rock is off making a movie and uh, Hunter is out with a torn quad. And now you and Austin are both hurting for certain. This is uh, a bit of the injury bug everywhere, but in hindsight, if you had it to do over again, would you do this match again? Yes, I would. Uh, unfortunately, I, I would probably take out the glass spots, but you know what? Looking back that made the match more dramatic. Oh yeah. It, 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 it actually made the match, uh, go to another level. So. I wouldn't take it back. I would still do it. I just hope to God that, uh, Shane and I wouldn't get any injured worse the second time than what we did the first time. This is what I'm worried about. Cause uh, you know, that glass is, can be really dangerous. Well, next week we're going to do something a little different. We're going to be talking about one night stand 2006 against your old pal, Randy Orton. If you missed our interview with Randy, go catch it now. Uh, anywhere you enjoy podcasts, you can actually see the video over at adfreeshows.com. And I think people were pretty excited to see Randy on the show. Randy doesn't do a lot of stuff, quote, uh, quote unquote, out of character. So that was a pretty nice treat to have Randy on. 
it was great. It was a great shoot interview. It was Randy himself, the real Randy uh, Orton human being. Uh, I love Randy to death. He's a great guy. Um, you know, some people might think that he's, uh, you know, kind of a arrogant son of a gun, but he's not real. He's not really like that. He, he is a really down to earth human being, uh, especially when you can get him out of character on an interview, uh, that that's exceptional. Go check it out. If you haven't already, it's at adfreeshows.com or anywhere else you enjoy podcasts. And, uh, we're going to do another Orton match after that from vengeance. Oh, six. And that's when we're really starting to build towards your exit for the company. Uh, we've also got some fun stuff planned for 2001. Uh, we're going to cover the July 5th, 2001 episode of raw when we get to July. And that's where we see the debut of the cowboy hats. So lots of fun stuff coming. And if you've wondered, Hey, are you guys going to talk about Kurt winning the gold medal since it's been 25 years? You darn right. We are that's happening this July and so much more. Uh, but what people really need to know is where does Randy Orton stock up on his healthy snacks? Well, it's physicallyfit.com. Go to physicallyfit.com, click on where to buy. And here at my house, there's three within driving distance. What I'm going to recommend for you though, is click buy online. You can order now online, all the different flavors. You see Kurt holding up some of them there. Buffalo wing and blue cheese is his favorite. Cinnamon swirl is a favorite for all the ladies and the youngins around these parts. Jalapeno ranch is also a hit pizza. I think is one of Stan's favorites. Uh, sweet honey barbecue is the favorite of uh, Mr. Dave Silva Kung Pao's a little spicy. And, uh, of course that is a favorite for Mr. Angle, but Sriracha that's me and my dad's go-to. There's something for everybody. Even if you don't want chicken protein and you want plant-based protein, we've got four different flavors there. Uh, you've got honey mustard, sour cream and onion, spicy Buffalo. Of course that's cinnamon and brown sugar flavor something for everybody. And you can save 20% off right now when you use our promo code angle pod. Uh, so it's 20% off your entire order, not just one bag. And as a reminder, you got seven servings per bag. So roughly a buck, a snack, you can't beat it. Check it out. It's physically fit.com. And Kurt, you're even doing other stuff like cameos, t-shirts and merch. Where can we catch you up on all that stuff? Well, go on my website, kurtanglebrand.com. I got you know, I'm doing everything. I'm doing cowboy hats, uh, birthday cards, uh, geez, uh, uh, milk cartons, uh, photographs, uh, you know, you, you say it, I got it. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm also selling t-shirts, pro wrestling tees. You can get that on my website. Uh, a lot of stuff. I'm doing cameos, video messages. Uh, if you want a personal, uh, signature, if you have a photo of you and I together or, uh, you want me to sign a photo? You can send it to the address on the website for a small donation, and I will sign it for you. Yeah, I don't think anybody's doing that right now, but check that out. If you go to KurtAnglebrand.com and you click on shop on the drop down, you'll see special autograph requests. So maybe you've got a title belt or a photo of you and Kurt from when you met him at a convention years ago. He'll autograph it right there for you. Uh, just click on special autograph requests. Man, I'm fired up. This was a fun episode. I don't know what I expected, but. What a spectacle that match is. I'm tired just watching it and I didn't get my tailbone broken. <laughs> I'm injured watching it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was fun guys. We appreciate all your support. If you haven't already joined the conversation with us on Twitter, it's at the angle pod. We'll be back next week. Talking about one night stand 2006 right here on the Kurt angle show. You know, finding the person you want to spend the rest of your life with is great, but you gotta hate all the pressure of what's next. 
Of course, there's all the engagement talk, but then there's the pressure of actually shopping for a ring, the hassle, the haggling, finding a store to trust, trying to figure out what the heck the four C's are, discounts, sales, coupons, styles, all the nonsense, but at least those are all fantastic reasons to put off getting engaged. And that's why guys have really grown to hate Steven singer. He takes away every excuse in the book for not buying the ring. And he makes it so easy. I hate Steven singer. Steven singer is a Philly jeweler. Who's been making it too easy to buy real diamonds for over four decades. He specializes in diamond engagement rings and has a staff of real experts, real jewelers, real people that are ready to help you find the perfect ring or gift at the perfect price. There's no call center. There's no sales. There's no haggling. There's no promo codes. There's no discounts, just the best price possible guaranteeing the best value every single day. Check out Steven at the other corner of eighth and Walnut and Philly or online at I hate Steven singer.com always with fast and free shipping. That's I hate Steven singer.com. Oh, Hey, real quick. I wanted to tell you what Matthew in Pennsylvania wrote. I had a great experience at SaveWithConrad.com. I worked with Derek and he quickly answered any questions I had being able to text him directly made things so much easier than having to wait on phone calls or schedule meetings at the bank. Being able to do everything from home was extremely convenient. I was in a tough spot with the pandemic going on, but it looks like everything is going to work out for me just in time. I would definitely recommend Conrad and his team to anyone looking for mortgage help. How can we help you? You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket, but you do need 10 minutes at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. We're licensed in more than 40 states, and you even get to skip your next two house payments at SaveWithConrad.com. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.